it's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Good morning, and welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Joanne Rideout. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian, and I see clients and teach classes in the Wyzetta and Maple Grove offices at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. Today, Kate Crosby and I are going to talk about menopause, moods, memory, and even more. And we will answer your questions. We both teach the menopause seminars and have personally experienced menopause ourselves. Good morning, Joanne. Good morning, Kate. So, listeners, if you've got menopause questions for us today, give us a call at 651-641-1071. Hopefully, we'll have those answers for you. That's right. Kate is a nutrition counselor who's busy seeing clients in our North Oaks office and teaching classes. Also, she does phone consults. And we're both here today to help women who have perimenopause and menopause questions. So, Joanne, you know, it might be surprising to a lot of women to know that perimenopause, you know, that that time between uh, having your period and stopping your period can last about 10 years. That's amazing. So that (laughs) means you could have hot flashes for 10 years and you could have sleepless nights for 10 years. You could be irritable all those 10 years. That's that's a long time. Really challenging. Yes, that's very true. And perimenopause is several years long. And if you know, thinking back, I I swear mine was at least 10 or 15 years. But who knows? It you know, things happen gradually. So it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of a blur. Mm hmm. It's that time when things start to change, the timing between your periods can change, some months heavier, some months lighter. For me, it was the time I experienced night sweats a lot, lots hmm. of sleep issues. My intestinal issues became more severe. Wow. So what do you mean? Like, Well, I had intestinal issues were IBS, constipation. Uh-huh. So those okay. just... They had kind of always been there. They just became more severe. Uh Sleep issues definitely became more severe. Night sweats. You know, what I I kind of noticed what I ate made a difference. Like what? So maybe a large meal, going out to eat for a larger meal would Mm -hmm. would end up in hot hot flashes. Or Mm -hmm. if I had a glass of wine or two, it would definitely end up in hot flashes or night sweats in the night. Mm. So also more increased anxiety, worry. Probably irritability, that kind of thing. Uh Uh So after many years of sleep struggles, I did end up with a sleep with sleep apnea diagnosis and getting a CPAP machine. So that probably was a big part of my struggle all along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting, but definitely in combination with the perimenopause symptoms. Yep, you know, and for some of us, it might be the first time that we notice depression Mm -hmm. or. A lot more anxiety, or like me, you know, my PMS got worse. Mm-hmm. But for other people, it could be memory. Right. You know, that you're realizing you just your memory. You can't remember things. You've forgotten your friend's name. You yeah. run downstairs. You can't remember why. <laughs> Done well, that before. <laughs> yeah. These are some concerns that menopausal and perimenopausal women have, and you know, 
we can help you today. Turn that irritability and sleeplessness and forgetfulness around with nutrition. Yeah, that's great. And are you surprised there are actual nutrition solutions that can reduce these symptoms during perimenopause or menopause? We do have some nutritional tips to help you sleep better, have less hot flashes. Mm. So, so we'll expand those. on those. Yep, we will be talking those. about those. You know, I'm reminded of a friend of mine, Teresa, who came to me a couple months ago because Mm -hmm. she was so uncharacteristically irritable. Mm -hmm. She's about 50, Mm -hmm. perimenopausal, and she's really a lovely, loving, um, really warm woman. But suddenly she was barking at her children and arguing with her husband. She was just plain irritable, and she she, uh, asked me if they're be some nutritional solution to this mm-hmm. and um we talked about her diet she ate very well so she ate protein and lots of vegetables and those healthy fats that we're always talking about mm-hmm. so that was in order but she needed more help so i suggested that she start using a progesterone cream at night mm-hmm. just a little bit yeah and um she reported back that within about a week or 10 days, wow. she was back to her old self. That's amazing. It happened so fast. And that's what can happen if right. you just nail the right thing. Exactly. Um, you know, she became her funny, funny, loving, you know, person. Mm-hmm. Irritability, gone. That's great. Sometimes that's how easy it can be. And that's it, kind of fun. And her food was right before she her started that. Her food was right before. So I think that's key also. Yeah. <clears throat> So some women who are in perimenopause need a nutritional makeover before they reach menopause. That's a really great idea. Isn't that a great idea? I wish Uh I would have known about this then. Yeah. (laughs) That would have helped. Yep. A nutritional makeover could potentially make menopause symptoms just about disappear. And a lot of women don't realize they have a hormonal imbalance until they have more severe symptoms. Very true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to watch my younger sister, Jenny, go through menopause. She is 48 now. She has, over the past year, lost about 40 pounds mm. eating the weight and wellness way. Mm-hmm. So she's given up sugar, and she never thought she could. She was... Um, definitely a sugar addict. Hmm. Her results are fewer night sweats, less infections, fewer headaches, better sleep. Wow. Um, and with her new way of eating, she's working on avoiding many of these menopause issues. And she's, she and I have had that conversation. I said, I bet when you hit menopause, you're going to have a lot less issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be fun to watch. I agree. <laughs> well, she's a wonderful example of how... How you can change it up before you hit menopause. Absolutely, and her timing was perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, that's being really proactive. Yes. You know, a lot of us enter uh, menopause in a situation with the situation called estrogen dominance. Mm -hmm. So that's when we have too much estrogen in our body. A lot of times women don't even realize that that's going on. And, you know, today it's kind of interesting, but many men have estrogen dominance as well, and it would show up as prostate issues or enlarged prostate. Yeah, we see that a lot, too. Mm -hmm. That's right. And Dr. Christiane Northrup, author of The Wisdom of Menopause, lists some very common conditions that are caused by estrogen dominance or excess estrogen. So have you ever had a pounding headache before your cycle? Mm. I remember that. Mm. Many women call them hormonal headaches. This is an indication of excess estrogen. 
Some women suffer from frequent vaginal yeast infections. That's also been found to have an estrogen connection. Again, mm-hmm. excess estrogen. So, um, you know, the breast swelling and tenderness, that's yep. another condition of excess estrogen. So are fibrocystic lumpy breasts. That can be an indication of too much estrogen in your body. That's right. And it's amazing how many common conditions are connected to this excess estrogen. So we talked about mood issues mm-hmm. like depression, anxiety. The sleep troubles definitely are estrogen connection. Connected, and you may wonder why too much serotonin, too much estrogen. Oh, I'm sorry, too much estrogen blocks the serotonin, which is our happy, calm brain chemical. Mm-hmm. That excessive amount of estrogen in your body blocks your ability to use that serotonin, so you can be more irritable and anxious. Boy, that happens often, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> you know, if you've got excess estrogen too, you might. Um, be nauseous or vomiting or have bloating. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, these are all symptoms that can occur early in pregnancy. That's right. Which is an estrogen time of, you know, the estrogen is growing a baby. Absolutely. But at this point in your life when you are menopausal, you don't want that much estrogen. Um, and often it will show up as nausea or vomiting. Interesting. Excessive vaginal bleeding is also common. Sometimes women complain of bleeding and clotting. Mm. Those are also very common conditions during perimenopause. And that's a time when you have excess estrogen. Boy, that's kind of a long list of it is fairly common <laughs> conditions. So, you know, I think we should explain this. Estrogen dominance means we have accumulated too much estrogen compared to progesterone. You know, we always want to have a balance of progesterone and estrogen. And when we come back, I'll continue that or rephrase that for you. But it's time for a break now. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today, we're talking about menopause, how too much estrogen in your body can make your memory and your moods worse. And we invite you to ask us questions. So give us a call in the studio at 651-641- 1071. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Joanne Rideout. I'm in the studio today with Kate Crosby, nutrition counselor. We are discussing menopause today and would like to invite you to attend the menopause seminar, which interesting timing on that ad you just heard about on the ad. But menopause seminar will be held on May 20th, so just a week away. It will be held from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. at the St. Paul office. You can meet Dar, Kate, and Diane as they share information on this topic. We cover mood, memory, sleep, osteoporosis, hormone balance, and why we need healthy fats. Lots of many other topics. There is still room to attend. So please call 651-699-3438 to sign up. Dar, Kate, and Diane can answer all your questions at this fun and informational event. And by the way, nurses, you can get four hours of continuing education credits for attending. So that's another great benefit. Mm-hmm. Well, Joanne, we've got a bunch of callers, so let's take them. Go ahead. Um, Julie, you have a question for us? Yes. Are you asking me? Yes. 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 What's your question yes. this morning? Good morning. Sorry. Hi. Um I have a friend who is a Spanish speaker um, who has been suffering for about eight years 
from insomnia. Oh. And she, I, I said I would, I would try to find out from the radio show mm-hmm. if there's some help for her for sleeping. And, and is she perimenopausal? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, <laughs> we can Absolutely. help. So first off, you know, I, we, we would approach it through eating. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure she's eating protein, fat, and carbs throughout the day. And, um, and then that she has a bedtime snack so that she doesn't wake up due to low blood sugar. Right. And a bedtime snack is really simple. It's just something like, uh, you know, a half a cup of strawberries and a, a bit of heavy cream. It's just a little bit of fruit and a healthy fat. But also, um, I don't know, it might be wise for her to just use a little progesterone cream, just mm-hmm. a quarter teaspoon or so, rubbed into her skin yeah. before she goes to sleep. And you just rub it into areas where there are veins exposed, like the inside of your wrists, your, um, behind your knees, or on your ovaries. Um, those might be a few suggestions. Right. And continue listening to the show because you might get some more ideas yeah, as well. We're gonna, we are also going to be talking about magnesium coming up, magnesium yeah. glycinate coming up. So that's another one that will be helpful. Great. Thanks so much. Okay, well, thanks thank for you. calling. Um, Catherine, you've got a question for us? Catherine, are you on oh, the Catherine. line? Yes, I'm sorry. Can you Hi. hear me? Yes. Oh, yes. When I was 20 years old, I started to bleed excessively. And for the next 12 years, I had excessive bleeding due to fibroid tumors, which resulted in two myomectomies and a hysterectomy over wow. those 12 years. Um, so my question is, will I go through menopause since I don't have a uterus and only one ovary? Yeah, you probably will still have some symptoms, although yeah. they're going to be a little harder to detect. But you will definitely go through some symptoms. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you've got one ovary. Right. And stay tuned to this show because we are going to be talking about excessive estrogen. We're going to be talking about so the estrogen dominance. We're also going to be talking about fibroids. So yeah. exactly oh. what you said, the excessive Excellent. bleeding and fibroids. So we're going to go into more detail on that. Mm-hmm. And even though you still... Um, you, you don't have a uterus anymore and you're not having the bleeding anymore, we're going to go into the liver and the mm-hmm. liver's um, effect. So do listen. We're, yep. we're going mean, to continue still, that topic. You still have hormones floating Absolutely. around. And that's okay. the part that's affecting you. Yes. So. Okay. Okay. Thank you thank very you much. For your call. Yeah, thank you. We've got one more. Uh, Betty? Yes. You have a question. Yes, I do. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I'm 88 years old. Hallelujah. I menopause, <laughs> normal, yeah, and I know you're laughing. It isn't funny. No. Anyway, um, I went through the normal menopause around the 50s, you know. Mm-hmm. I know all about that. Yeah. And now, uh, for almost, I would say, two years, it is so uncomfortable. It doesn't happen at all during the day, sometimes a little bit in the morning. But the main thing is, about 6 o'clock at night... I get these horrible hot flashes, and I'm normally cold, so I have lots of clothes on. Well, then I take everything off practically because I am so hot, 
And like I say, it lasts maybe a couple hours. By that time, then I'm back to my cold state again. Mm-hmm. But it makes my evenings so uncomfortable mm-hmm. that I'm wondering, is, my doctor says, well, I think you just have to live with it. Everything seems to be fine. What? He has no suggestions for anything. Can you, are you, have, do you eat at that time at 6 o'clock? Yes. What are you eating? Well, I eat a pretty good balanced meal. You know, I I have, um, you know, beef, well, meat, vegetables. Um, Mm -hmm. I've always eaten pretty well. Do do you have a glass of wine? No, because that makes me hotter. Yes. (laughs) Okay. I don't need to be hotter. I need to be cooler. (laughs) Yeah, good. Okay. Is this normal for a person this age to do this? Well, I, I mean, normal has a big range here. Well, yes, yeah. it does. And um, I, I'm not exactly sure. This might be a little more complicated than we can do on uh, the air. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah, it seems to me that you might be helped possibly by progesterone cream, but it might also have to do with your immune system and something that we can't yeah. decipher right now. It could be, um, but you know, the the excess estrogens are stored in our liver, so it still could be somewhat related to the estrogen dominance topic mm-hmm. that we're going to be discussing. So if you want to stay tuned, we're going to have quite a few suggestions. Okay, fine. I'll do that. Okay. Good. Thanks Great. for your Thanks question. For your call, Benny. And I hope you feel better. Yeah. So, Joanne, let's just um, get back to talking about estrogen dominance. We're, we mm-hmm. were just explaining that before we went to break. And remember, it's just an accumulation of too much estrogen. We're always balancing our estrogen and progesterone, and so we don't want too much estrogen, and we don't want too little progesterone. That's right. That's really the key. That's right. And you may wonder, how did I accumulate that much excess estrogen? But, you know, many women were on birth control pills, and then how many years were you on them? Birth control pills contain estrogen, and the early birth control pills contained a lot of estrogen. So much estrogen, I couldn't even take them. I took them for days, and I became uh, a raging maniac. Um, Not a very happy camper. Right, and I only took it took them for about a year, and my blood pressure started going up, so I, I went off them immediately. So I was never on those things very long. Um, but many women I talked to were on the birth control pills for 10 or 20 years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, again, what about that hormone replacement therapy? More excess estrogen. Yep. And and actually, I did get talked into that for and was on that for a couple of years. Yes. Um, my doctor talked me into it. Unfortunately, that did make excessive bleeding worse. Oh. So I did not stay on that very long. So, okay, more excess estrogen. More excess estrogen. So in addition to that, our adrenal glands make estrogen even after we're done ovulating or when we're under a lot of stress. This also contributes. So many, many things contribute to this estrogen dominance. You know, stress contributes to it. Just too much stress means you're making a lot of cortisol. And cortisol steals progesterone. (laughs) <laughs> that hormone we really want to have some of. That's right. So um, that creates more estrogen dominance. And also our fat cells make est- estrogen. So the more body fat we carry, the more estrogen we make. So those are just a few places that many people could identify with. So you've just listed ways that we accumulate this excess estrogen 
with birth control pills, hormone replacement therapy, stress creating a lack of uh, progesterone. That's right. Whoa. And our fat cells (laughs) Uh keep producing this estrogen. So what do we do to balance out the estrogen? So that's probably a question you're wondering. You know, as nutritionists, one thing we do is to use a little progesterone cream by rubbing it in, uh, like I said before, on the inside of your wrists, behind Mm -hmm. your knees, over your ovaries, just a teeny bit before you Mm -hmm. go to bed, about a quarter of a teaspoon. And what's cool about progesterone is it's very relaxing. It is. Progesterone (laughs) (laughs) is um, calming. I often see it or use it in the... um, office if someone bursts into tears easily oh sure so that's right so it looks like it's time for our next break so we will come back to that topic um you are listening to dishing up nutrition our topic today is menopause mood memory and more omega-3 fish oil is a great way to boost your memory and of course you can get omega-3 in salmon and sardines Also, in pasture-raised eggs, we know people aren't eating them every day, though. Even with salmon one to two times a week, we recommend a therapeutic dose of omega-3 fish oil of 3,000 to 4,000 milligrams each day. That will keep our memory sharp, help protect our brain from Alzheimer's, and even keep our joints lubricated. So for more information, call 651-699-3438 or check out our website, weightandwellness.com, or stop by one of our offices. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Kate Crosby, and I'm here with Joanne Rideout. Today, we're discussing menopause and more. By the way... The May product of the month is GLA, or gamma-linoleic acid, and GLA is really important when it comes to hormones. It's an essential fatty acid in the omega-6 family, Mm -hmm. but it's really helpful for nourishing our cells and decreasing inflammation. It's great for hydrating tissues, especially your skin. It also works to balance hormones like the estrogens and the progesterones, and it helps your metabolism work better. Yes, and many clients have dry, cracked heels or cracks on their fingertips. That can be a clue that their body is missing that gamma-linoleic acid. So GLA helps to hydrate our skin. It's also helpful with dermatitis Mm. because it's so hydrating. Yeah, You know, another really interesting thing about GLA is it can help with incontinence. Yes. Uh, So if you want a little bit more information about GLA, we've got this great flyer on GLA in all of our offices. So go into our office and pick one up. And this month, GLA is 15% off. It's a product of the month. That's great. Again, if you've got questions for Joanne or me, call us at 651-641-1071. And speaking of that, Cheryl, are you still on the line? Hello? Yes, Cheryl, you have a question for us? Yeah, I do have a question. Um, I'm actually, it's a question for my daughter. Um, my daughter um, is on tamoxifen. Um, she's only 45 years old. She had uh, breast cancer. Um, and um, she um, has been on tamoxifen for about um, three months now. And, of course, raging hot flashes. Mm. Do you have any yeah. suggestions for mm. anyone who is on that young and on tamoxifen for her hot flashes? Hmm. 
Joanne, do you have any thoughts about that? The I, only right thing the I'm bat, thinking of is, you know, just to detox that estrogen, um, we have a supplement called Estrofactors. Estrofactors. But, okay. you know, again, we don't recommend supplements just as a standalone. It would have to be supported with the food plan mm-hmm. in so, a, initially. But, okay. um, you know, that might come in handy. Otherwise, other our other suggestions, the progesterone cream might be helpful as well. Um, but really just, you know, does she follow a food plan similar to what we recommend with the healthy fats? Um, fairly closely. She's seen a nutritionist through her health care provider. Um, she also has some digestive issues, so mm-hmm. she has, and she's diabetic, so. <laughs> wow. It sounds <laughs> yeah. like her situation sounds pretty complex, yes. and I think a, a, yeah. an, a one-on-one nutrition consultation with one of our nutritionists, uh-huh. um, I know you said she's seen a nutritionist. Some nutritionists don't recommend the same quality and quantity of fats that we talk about, so it may, um, she you may want to direct her to our podcasts. Also, direct her to our, our website or, or to come in for a nutritional consultation she's with got, one of our nutritionists because there's a lot of issues she's got yes. going on, so it's, it's yeah. pretty complicated. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't really answer it over the phone, but she's got some yeah. um, interesting challenges, starting yeah. with digestion. and With digestion, yeah, yeah. definitely, and with food, foods yeah. and probiotics, and we would um, do a f- comprehensive plan for her. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks okay. for the call. Cheryl. Thank you. We've got Jane. Jane, do you have a question for us? Um, yes. Um, Hi. I know I came to nutritional weight and wellness when I was like 40. I thought I was eating healthy and learned I wasn't and learned a lot yep. from it. Um, <laughs> once I followed the diet and the program, I had tremendous energy. I was sleeping. Um, and then um, it was recommended that I go to the menopause center because I was starting to go through my change and stuff and not sleeping. And I was put on a low dose of estrogen progesterone. And now last July, I had my physical and my lymphocytes had been going up. They got concerned. They recommended I go see an oncologist. And um, now I've been diagnosed with CLL. So I asked the pharmacist, too, about being on estrogen progesterone, you know, if this could raise a person's lymphocytes. And so I weaned myself off of that. What is, now, I've noticed I've been feeling a lot of stress and anxiety, so I'm wondering if that's from being without estrogen and stuff. I don't know. Wait, well, not it's not estrogen. It's not from being without estrogen. You probably have some buildup of toxic estrogens in your system from the hormone replacement. Okay. What What is CLL? Uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia, and there's no leukemia. Oh, in my oh okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I eat very healthy, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm 59. I feel great, and I just. I'm in disbelief, and I'm going in for a second opinion, and I just I can't believe it. Yeah, I think I mean I think that's a good idea. Um, I think uh, it, well, our, our recommendation would gem- generally be use using a natural progesterone rather than estrogen and progesterone. So that might have thrown a little something off, but it it might not be related to the CLL, right? right. Um, uh, where do you recommend I get that stuff at then? The natural progesterone? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. s- we sell two kinds of natural progesterone cream, mm-hmm. made okay. from yams. Mm-hmm. Um, Progestiki is one, and Progest is another, um, commonly used. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
I, I would have to do a little more digging on yeah. your uh, in your situation, and so right. a consultation might be in order. I think on this, I agree with Kate. I um, think a consultation would be really helpful. Okay, and then Kate, are you at the Lakeville office in too? No, I am not. I used to be there. Now I'm in North Oaks, mm-hmm. and Joanne is in Wyzetta and mm-hmm. Maple Grove. Yep. Okay. And we also do work by phone, so e- either one of us can help you. Um, a, a lot of my very most interesting, rewarding clients are phone clients. <laughs> On the phone. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully I can set something up by phone, and that'd be great. That would that, be awesome. That's great. Thank great. you for Thanks your call. Thanks for your call. So. Mm, a while back, before we went off <laughs> to break, we were talking about estrogen dominance and how to balance that or how to get rid of that excess estrogen. So we talked about using the progesterone cream. We talked about using a natural progesterone cream, which is what we recommend, and so does Dr. Christiane Northrup. It's made from yams. Mm-hmm. So, and when we're younger, we're still ovulating. Our body makes um, about 20 milligrams of progesterone when we ovulate. So 20 milligrams is perfect. And we were talking about we don't want any excess progesterone either. Um, Often I see women come in with prescriptions for 100 to 200 milligrams of progesterone. And actually that turns to excess estrogen in the lung in the biochemistry mm-hmm. cycle where it does end up turning to excess estrogen. So again, we really want to keep it to be that small amount of natural progesterone made from wild yams. 20, 20 um, milligrams is kind of what our body exactly. was used to making when we were ovulating. So exactly. It's, it's not too much. And that 100 to 200 level or even 300 we've seen can result in weight gain as a result oh, of those high estrogens. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So so we also want to stay away from those xenoestrogens. So those are the chemicals that mimic estrogen in our body. And those are found in products, um, BPA in plastic, parabens are in cosmetics. Um, Synthetic estrogens are found out in hormone replacement therapy. All those excess estrogens can turn toxic. So how do we give up those How do we avoid those excess estrogens? Yeah, and it's also found in pesticides, which is everywhere. Pesticides and insecticides. Yeah. Well, one way is to give up wine. Yep. You might not be so happy to hear this one, but wine does affect your body's ability to detox those excess estrogens and other um, toxins. One or two glasses of wine a week might be safe, but even research tells us that more than that, can increase your risk of breast or colon cancer. And, of course, too much wine is going to lead to weight gain. That's right. But in addition, alcohol affects your mood. It affects your sleep. It really can disrupt a lot of body functions, even more than people realize. That's right. So if you're saying to yourself, now I don't want to give up my wine, but now that menopause has arrived, it may be the time During menopause, your body's struggling in so many ways to stay in balance, and things are changing. Our metabolism does slow down, and the sleep is very often disturbed. So I remember uh, having a client, Margaret, who would have two sips of wine and just break out in a drenching hot flash. Wow. That's how powerful wine was for her body. Mm -hmm. Then she'd also wake up in the middle of the night with hot flashes and Mm -hmm. couldn't get back to sleep. You know the picture. We've all (laughs) all heard that. Yeah. So after a lot of discussion, we took out, she took out the wine from her diet, and guess what? Hot flashes are down, 
and she sleeps through the night. Wow. That's That's, the power of nutrition. That's fantastic. So if you just tuned in to Dishing Up Nutrition, Kate Crosby and myself, Joanne Rideout, and the topic is menopause, mood, memory, and more. Um, Before break, I'd like to share some upcoming classes with you. We have some great new classes just developed for spring. We're offering them at half price for just $12.50. What a bargain. These classes are full of information to re-motivate you. There are too many classes to name, um, but we do have a class on sleep, one on good moods, one on pain and inflammation, just to name a few. And we'll be right back. So call 651-699-3438 to sign up. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Today we're talking about menopause. You know, some women have really unique symptoms during menopause. Oh, what do I mean by unique? (laughs) How about 20 hot flashes a day? Or sleeping only three to four hours a night? Or feeling that uncomfortable in your own skin, crabbier than you want? Well, if this sounds like you, I encourage you to set up an appointment with one of our nutritionists so we can help you improve these symptoms. Again, call our office or go online. Our office number is 651-699-3438 or go online at weightandwellness.com. We can help you feel better. So we've got a few callers here. That's right. Uh, Betty, do you have a question for us today? Hello. Hi. Is this Betty? Hi. Yes. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I've seen Joanne in your office, and I just saw a new gynecologist and she said, or an OB doctor, and she said, um, why are you taking progesterone cream, she said, or using it? Mm-hmm. She said that it causes breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I should stop immediately. Well, that's kind of interesting. I've had breast cancer. And I used progesterone cream after I had breast cancer, and my oncologist said, you, whatever you're doing is excellent. Continue doing it. Really? Progesterone cream, um, boy, I wish I could quote this, but Christiane Northrup explains it's very different than what maybe a medical doctor is used to using progestin. Progesterone cream is natural, and it actually is protective. Okay. So well, I agree. I agree with you, but I just thought yeah, it was I know. unusual. I know. <laughs> and I think I think a lot of times the doctors just aren't familiar with the products that yeah, we're talking right. about, and I think it's probably based on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry for your uh, <laughs> sorry yeah. for your well, confusion. Yes. It does make you think about it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think I trust you more. I ha- I hate to say that I trust you guys more than my doctor. Mm, well, thank you. <laughs> Well, you're I welcome. hope you're feeling well. Yeah. Yes, I am. Good. That's good. Good. Thanks for your call, Betty. Thank you. Amy, do you have a, yes, a, a question for us today? I do. Good morning. I am wondering, can uh, men have estrogen dominance? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely, they can. Yeah, we were talking and, about that earlier in the show. Definitely. And oh, that I'm is, that, no, oh. that's fine. And they actually, that often shows up as an enlarged prostate. Okay. What about restlessness at night, what, you know, lower muscle mass? Could that all be estrogen dominance in a, ma- in a male? What? Say that again. 
Um, my husband is dealing with quite a bit of restlessness at, at night. Like restless legs? Um, he has that as well, but he's on treatment for that. This is more just not having trouble just, just relaxing the sleep. Anxiety. Yeah. Anxiety. He yeah, probably, we, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We, yeah, we, um, we generally recommend magnesium glycinate for yep. that. And is he taking any of that? Yeah, he's doing that. I also have him taking, as you guys had recommended, because it's usually more, it starts about 3 in the morning. I have him also doing a healthy fat at night. Mm-hmm. Good. He's on your guys' diet, you know, good. no sugar, nothing. I mean, he eats really well. That's good. I'm just trying to think of what else could there be going on that maybe hasn't been addressed with him. Uh, you know, he might need a, a, a very large amount of magnesium glycinate. How much is he taking? Um, let me look right quickly. Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about the weight here. Uh-huh. He's taking 120 milligrams no, he- at night. Yeah, we generally recommend 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium glycinate. Okay. And make sure it's from a good uh, quality company a uh, pharmaceutical okay. quality so mm-hmm. like the products we sell are all pharmaceutical quality so okay and we yeah. often see people needing four to six tablets even eight even ten, ten. i've okay. seen it go that high i mean especially a man is yeah. is a larger um yep. larger person it might just take a little bit more okay and i okay. actually use about six or seven of those every night yeah. so okay don't worry don't about worry. going too high it's just a large mineral so it yeah, it, it works very pretty relaxing. well. Wonderful. Thank Thanks you, ladies. Thanks for your call. Yep, thank you. Uh, Candy, we'll take one more call. You've got a question for us? Yes, I do. Hi. I um, am on hormone replacement and have been for quite a while. And my doctor changes my medication without checking my hormones ever. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't understand where she's coming from and changing mm. them all the time. You know, when I might have issues, she might up and you know, change it up or down, but she never checks my hormones. Boy, I, I don't know how Shouldn't to I be explain that. About that. Yes, <laughs> I would be concerned about that. And yeah, we I ask her questions and stuff, and she's done that way, and I think it's just their protocol. Well, I, I would ask maybe to have those things tested if you can. Um, the yeah. other thing is you may want to check with another doctor. I've tried three doctors, because... and I would just like to get one female doctor that knew more we we really don't recommend hormone replacement at all so okay. uh, whatever you can do to kind of uh, just maybe go in and be up uh, be up front with your doctor i'd like to get off i of just this. think i have to keep doctors and, stopping until i find one and just say please work with me most doctors are going to say you know we don't want you on this for a long long time in fact my doctor did say that to me. This is just a temporary thing to kind of help yeah, you get I've through. i've researched this and been through this for years yes and- I think I just need to move on to a different doctor. I agree. Okay, and Great. I love your show, and I've gone to tons of your classes. So Great, thank well, you. thanks for listening. So much. Thanks for your call today. Um, you know, a while back we were talking about we excess <laughs> estrogen, and um, you know how it's taxing to the liver. Your liver is trying really hard to remove that excess estrogen. So we had talked about stopping the wine because it taxes your liver. So after having the wine or the beer, now your liver's really burdened. It's trying really hard to get rid of both things, the excess estrogen and the alcohol. So our suggestion is always to lighten up the load on the liver.
stop the wine. Yep, and re- and, and reduce the sugar. <laughs> yeah, yes, always. And in addition, you really have to be certain that you're drinking enough water. That's right to help the liver uh, get. Ri- I mean, to help get rid of all the things that the liver has been detoxing for you. So drink at least eight to ten glasses of water each day, and that'll help you um, detox as well. That's right. And we promised we would be talking about uterine fibroids a little later in the show. So here we go. Fibroids are a benign type of tumor that develops in the uterus. This small mass grows from smooth muscle and connected tissue. So even though it's a small mass, you may not even know they are present. Oh, boy. But they might be painful. They might be very painful and a lot of bleeding. And on that note... We need to wrap it up, Joanne. That's right. We have come to the end of our show. So, okay, I just want to say one more thing. Please. Dr. Christiane Northrup and Dr. John Lee both recommend progesterone cream for women who have fibroids. And also the nutritional piece of cutting out the sugar, cutting yep. out the alcohol, etc. So... We've covered many topics today. We didn't get through everything we wanted to talk about. So feel free to call one, call the office or um, come in for a consultation. Um, let's, so Let's re- just review some practical. some practical tips. Sleep. Aim to get about eight <clears throat> hours. Have a bedtime snack like peaches and cream. Um, sometimes people are going to need magnesium to help them sleep, like we talked about, anywhere from 400 to 600 milligrams. And use some progesterone cream. A quarter of a teaspoon is good. And then to reduce estrogen dominance, <clears throat> excuse me, avoid dryer sheets, plastic bottles. Eat as vegetables, as many as you can, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, and give up the wine. Um, If you've got dry skin, cracked heels, dry eyes, or incontinence, be sure to have enough healthy fats like butter and avocado and supplement with GLA to hydrate your cells. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please share your favorite episodes with a friend or leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Product statements have not been evaluated by the FDA.